From Hackney to Harlem, we are live from London with Beyond the Pond. With Arif Islam, Joseph Kifley and our resident New Yorker, Terry Votes. Big characters tackling big issues, both on and off the field. Hello, this is Beyond the Pond podcast with me, Yosef, and I'm joined by Terry and Arif. As usual, how you men doing? I'm doing pretty good. How you guys doing? I'm all right, man. What about you, Yosef? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. And, you had a good uh, weekend? Yeah, I did have a good weekend. And uh, someone who had a good week overall is uh, Erlen Haaland, who it's got... Segways, man. Thank you, thank you. Who got a deal... You know, his deal, you know, it's been, it's been spoken about for a while, but, you know, City have now eventually uh, signed Haaland. The cost is, I think it's, uh, it's £51 million. I think it's due to the £60 million, uh, £60 million euro release clause. Uh, you know, it's a five-year deal. What do you guys think of the transfer, firstly? I think it's a steal. You've got probably the best young striker, Baron Mbappe. That's going to be produced in the next decade. And for 51 million, last summer he was touted to come to Chelsea in the region 150 minimum. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, so to, it's, it's a still it's an investment. You're going to get, if, if he is coach right and barring injuries, you're going to get at least 15 years if he stays at a club of one of the best strikers on the planet. Yeah, man, what do you I mean? You know, I don't think there's any way he stays at City that long. But I do think while he's there, they're going to really? run away from the league. He's really? not going to stay there that long. Where do you think he's going to go after City? I don't know, but he didn't want to go to City. He wanted to go to Madrid. He's not going to stay at City that long. I don't, I don't know where he would have went to Barcelona go. if they had the money. He's not going to stay at City that uh, long. I don't think he felt the project at Barcelona. I'm telling you. In my opinion, I don't think... I don't think like Holland's about to be a City lifer. I think he's there yeah. for like, like... How long is his contract? Five years. He's there for four or five years and he's out of there. You know, it's personally, as, as a new Norwegian, I think it's a bit different because... Those sort of players do aspire to play in the Premier League as well. If he was like a South American or in the Spain region, that the, the pinnacle was always Barca or Real Madrid. I think with with Haaland is different. Yeah, tell that and to Rudiger. Let's let's not talk about Rudiger though. But like with Haaland as well, his dad played for City as well, and he was was he born in Manchester? He's born in Leeds. He's a Leeds oh, fan. Leeds. He's a Leeds fan. But, but the fact I think he's gonna thrive in the Premier League and he loves it. I think regardless of where he's, whether he stays at City is a question because I think he could move to another club if let's say there's like a Chelsea situation where C have a change in ownership but other than that I can't see him moving away from the Premier League in his prime at least yeah I can, I can see you have to raise the fact of his dad I think say with all City's money and where the money comes from and all this stuff like that City have now have this idea which you know you want to talk about sports washing but this is what the dream of sports washing because potentially they can go into the next decade of football having two of the top five best youngsters in the world in uh, Foden and Harlan, and you can make a case that both of them wanted to play at City or, like, or there's pictures of both of them in kid, as kids wearing City tops mm-hmm. so all the jokes people say I mean Foden's from there that's the point but there's the idea that you know, all the jokes people say about say, oh, no one wants to sign there and yeah, go yeah. see. Then if you have two of the best players in the world, I don't say it. I know you're looking at me. And I said Foden's in the top five youngsters, or I, I was. I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't really care. I was like a rough, let's say top ten, whatever. But like, you have two players there that yeah. 
you know, will say they 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 were interested in City when they were younger, and that's that's almost like the dream thing for them, isn't it? Yeah, I I agree. He's almost going to be that quote unquote galactical signing. He could change the face of the club on a global level just because of his appeal. He's not the prettiest, but like regardless, he uh, kids want his name on their shirt. He's up on posters. He's so, cool. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. It's cool. It's it's more than just a footballing signing. It could change the trajectory of City and just where they stand in the rankings of biggest clubs in the world. If it goes right. If it goes right, yeah. If it goes wrong, then. I mean, again, like you said, it wasn't really that much money. Yeah, they're going to make a profit on it unless yeah, he gets an injury. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I mean, he, is, he does get injured. He though. does get injured. He's not the, yeah. he's not the fist. But, I mean, I think City will get rotated. But as Andrew was saying how he's, he's going to move somewhere else afterwards. But when you think about it, I don't think City have lost a player that was a lineup player that they didn't want to go. Like throughout the whole time, mm-hmm. all their all their main boys stayed. Aguero stayed, and that's the way he was. He was that's linked true. to Real Madrid every that's year. David Silva stayed. De Bruyne stayed. The company stayed. The Yaya Toure. They these they City sells these men on their own terms. So I feel like there's something there that attracts the players. I read something interesting. Um, it's more so to the finance side of the sport. Is how. Is saying how this signing is the second coming of the Neymar to PSG signing. It could have the same impact on the wider market. What do you guys think about that? Because he, how old is he now? Twenty one. Yeah. Twenty one getting potentially one of the biggest deals in the Premier League, and that's his initial contract. So if he does get an improvement, this could have an adverse effect on like the wage structure in the Premier League or football as we know it. I don't. I think in the. Pre- I don't. I think if it was another league. I agree. Yeah, I think Premier the Premier are crazy already. Yeah, I think they're too well run as well. Think about when you look at. Like, let's say look at. So he's the one that's. He's the only big salary. The next guy in City is like the Bruyne and like three hundred k, and everyone else is actually not too high. You look at Liverpool. I don't think they have anyone over two hundred and fifty k. Like a lot of clubs, I think they've learned their lessons. Even clubs like. I don't know about United. You look at Arsenal, as soon as they gave Ozil that big deal, they're not giving anyone else that big deal. And I think that's the path. I think the one that could cause the second Neymar is Mbappe to Real Madrid. That is true. Yeah. But just going back to the Haaland thing, my issue is the fact that he's 21 and getting this sort of money because I, I believe Foden is, surely he's not over 100k right now. And at that particular mm-hmm. age, because I, I know James and uh, Mount aren't on super high wages it's, and the reason for that is because when you're young it gives you more room for contract negotiation he's 21 let's say he's going to get another 2-3 contract with City how the hell are they going to double that 400k a week well what I was going to say just now and that's why I think you may be right about the signing changing everything is if I'm folded I'm going in there like you have to pay me Yeah. you just gave him all this money you have to pay me and then maybe I mean they're not Holland but maybe Mount people like Mount and James Trent, whenever their money's up, like look how much they just gave Holland. It sets a precedent. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you are into something with that one because again, if I'm if I'm folding, you have to pay me now. Yeah, I, I don't like. For me, the issue isn't the wage; it's just the age he's getting at. Because I, I just think you think young players are gonna be like, pay me now. Yeah, and then it's gonna create later problems because if you're on like a, a academy boy from eighteen to twenty one's on like sixty k a week, you can say, all right, you performed well, we can triple that or double that. Yeah. Either to 120 or 100 or 180. How the hell are you gonna triple Harlan's wage from? Eight, oh, see, so I what I thought you were saying is basically, if you're like Mount or Breeze or Trent yeah. or Paul and you want and it's time to get 
a contract, you're saying, no, you're saying how do they give Holland more money when no, he's playing no. well? So, so the first point you made, I agree with that, but I also think a secondary effect is improving contracts. Like when they have, when he's like, I want more money. Yeah, yeah. But surely it happens to every player. Like, let's say Cristiano Ronaldo, he moved from Jordan Hill about 24. You're assuming immediately he's getting a bumper wage as soon as he yeah. moves. And I think towards the end of his career, he was getting a contract renewal every year. I think this is just what happens. Like, Haaland, he says he's getting he big money. Too. He's getting, you know, he's, they're paying big money to a 21-year-old, but mm-hmm. he's scoring big goals for a 21-year-old. He's scoring mad numbers, man. I think it's, and I feel like that's the energy that City will return back at. Yeah. When Foden goes into the dressing room and he says, why aren't I getting money like Haaland? They'll say, you, are you playing like Haaland? If Foden becomes like the star man in that team, because that's the thing, De Bruyne went in and he got the contract bumper, which is why he's the highest paid player, because they're like, you're that guy. Yeah. If Foden ain't that guy, he'll just say, you're not that guy. All right, go, we'll buy someone. But if, if still, even then, he supports the club. So, But someone like, I think, a Reece James or someone, they'll just say, I feel, that's the th- I feel like clubs, they know it's a lot better to uh, maybe take a loss on a player and, and maybe sign them and maybe get a worse replacement than disrupt your whole wage structure. But then again, the wages. I mean, you were saying this earlier, Terry. Like compared to basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I would say compared to like, well, I, I thought Holland was gonna get way more than that. Compared to basketball, he makes less money than like a Ben Simmons. He may like he might make less money than Julius Randle. Wow. You know what I mean? So I mean, or it's or it's close. Because on Twitter, it's hilarious on Twitter. People are saying, "Oh, Harlan secured a max contract," a term that we've. Dealing from yeah, but like NBA, Damian like, Lillard makes like forty five million a year, and he's never won anything besides Rookie of the Year. The finances in the NBA are nuts, but yeah. I guess it's because yeah. there's a smaller pool of players as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's, like, it's one league as com- as yeah. they compared to like there's how many leagues just in this country? Yeah, and then throughout Europe, and like you said, like players are less replaceable. Mm. You know I mean, like City doesn't need Holland. But then that again, I think this is how the contracts work. I think it was also just like less players, I believe, too. Yeah, yeah. But then it's just like how the money works in NBA. You do trades where you know you trade picks, you maybe swap players, and you have to like you have like a salary cap. So yeah. the team does. But a big the reason why players don't get paid this much is because the big amount of money is going on the transfer fee. Harlan's getting around twenty million a year, and you know they're they're. they're they paid 50 million for him. Yeah. You have less money to do in the contract. That's what you're saying. That's a good point. Yeah, when Aaron Ramsey went uh, Juve from Arsenal, he was getting paid way more than what he was worth because it was a free signing. Yeah. Mbappe is probably going to get... That's going to be the one. He's going to be the basketball player back. Yeah, he he's going to get paid. Yeah. He's getting paid. Here's, here's a question that I see thrown on about, but I don't know if it ever happened. Do you think there's going to get to a point where clubs, universally, be like, all right, we're going to cap a certain wage and the current high earners will have to take a cut on their contracts. Do you think they're going to introduce a salary cap? Yeah, basically. No. no. I don't think the rich teams will ever agree to it. Also, I don't support it. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's not going to be up to them. It'll be up to more like FIFA and stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, I think it's that's what they should do. But I don't think they'll ever will do it. No, I don't think it's a good idea, man. I think... Really? Because what happens is... It's just the money goes to the clubs. You're going to see... the, the It's going to balloon in transfer fees instead of wages going in line with transfer fees if but, you have caps. But, like, with salary cap, there's... I don't know. I just feel like it evens the comp- like the competition out so much. Like, you can't just be like, oh, and now we'll go add this guy too because like we don't have the money to do it. And I'm pretty sure in baseball there's not a salary cap, but in baseball, when you go like over the tax, it benefits the, poor, like the broker teams. 
I think that these That's are sports exactly that don't have transfer fees. So if you limit transfer fees, which they yeah. try and do with FFP, then that makes more sense than the salary cap because I think that's how, like, either way, I just like the idea that if I don't want to be limiting the players' money, if you limit the club's money or the clubs that they're spending, yeah. I see that as the thing that makes way more sense. I think that's, even, that's even in But clubs, that's what the salary cap is. The I, teams can only spend a certain amount of money. Like, yeah. there's max contracts, but also, like, a team can't go over a certain amount or you're over the tax. And then oh, you have to pay the tax. Maybe that's fine, but, yeah, that's, like, but that's don't a, limit. I just don't want to limit what the players. So you think gonna... there should be a salary cap with no max contract? Because that's how I think American sports should be. I think if LeBron James says I want ninety million dollars a year, he should be able to say that. But the Lakers should still only be allowed to spend, let's say, two hundred million a year. Yeah. But like I can expect, yeah. give me all the money. Yeah. And then yeah. you f- you figure your team out after that. I don't think there should be max contracts, but I do think there should be a salary cap. Yeah. A team should be able to spend a certain amount because that's what keeps it fair. I agree with that. Yeah, that would be interesting to see that implemented to football as well. I know it would give smaller clubs a better chance to get certain players if we do have that sort of structure. Yeah, exactly. Because now a city can't get a, a Grealish every summer and just put them on the bench. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah I, I'd like to see that in European football. It'd be interesting. Now, this weekend was FA Cup final weekend for both the men's and the women's, but one thing stayed the same in both. There was a Chelsea team involved. And while the women's managed to hold down the win with a 3-2 win in extra time to give Emma Hayes inside the double, which we have to applaud that, but as an Arsenal fan, I hate it. Uh, but, you know, the uh, Chelsea men's side unluckily couldn't replicate the ladies. They lost on penalties to Liverpool. Again. Yeah, you know, we're going to maybe touch on the game in... in you know, well, actually, let's just gauge how you guys feel. How, how do you feel about the game? Oh, man, I'm... We don't speak about matches much on this podcast, and I don't know. It's it's a new low for me personally. I think three finals in a in a row, losing them consecutively, just it seems more like Spurs and Chelsea. This ain't my team. Hey, Tuchel, uh, Tuchel made some weird moves to me, in my opinion. But you know, I'm not the genius. You're not you're not rocking with uh, Loftus Cheek false match. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. That one was a. Was a head scratcher. Someone on Twitter said he subbed him on so he can take some Instagram pictures. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he subbed him off after for Ross Barkley. That's I mean, Barkley made his penalty. Yeah. I, mean, I wrote you guys, like, but, you know, he made a penalty, so I'm not mad at it. Yeah. But ROC is false nine. insane. I've, he didn't I've, do anything. Yeah, I was, well, telling, yeah, I was telling you guys that he's played false nine in the FA Cup final. And he's played wing back at the Bernabeu in the Champions League semi final. Versus him, I'm not going to bash on. Um, if you're good at it, yeah, he he did a job. I, I don't know. I just think that's. Did a job in the FA Cup. It, it wasn't any. He was on. He more, did nothing. He yeah. wasn't any more effective than Lukaku was for ninety minutes, in my opinion. But yes, yeah, it's, it's, there's something wrong with his Chelsea team, man. They yeah, just got know. a mental block or whatever. You know, the FA, not every team can win the FA Cup, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah but moving a, a, along with that something that has come out uh, today when the, the day of filming on the Monday after the FA Cup final was the fact that uh, defender Andreas Christensen uh, stood himself down from uh, the FA Cup final he said he, you know, he, he was nothing wrong with him uh, he just said he didn't want to play that's crazy uh, that's crazy that's just quitting on you in my opinion unless there's 
something later that comes out with a good reason for why he couldn't play. That's you just quit on your team in a final because he wants to go Barcelona. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, good luck doing that in Barcelona. I, I personally think because it's Christensen, like, he's never his name's never been in the headlines or whatever. He's been getting like it's not been brought to much much attention. But in the modern day in the Premier League in world football. I don't think I've seen such a stupid and selfish act by a player. I genuinely mean that. And I hope Chelsea somehow legally find a way to throw the book at him and give him the biggest possible fight. I genuinely mean it. Like, the fact he's... Have we ever seen a player before a final, regardless of your contract situation, just admit themselves from selection, be like, no, I don't want to play. And I hope whoever he does sign for sees this in the character and he has some repercussions at that club as well. I gen it gets me so annoyed. You don't understand. Could you imagine if this was like a Pogba or an Erzo or one of the English boys? Because it's quiet Christensen, Emil's going to let it pass. I'm all here on this podcast. We're all for supporting players and their well-being and their ability to choose. Yeah. But this is just you're a child, like a selfish. How the hell do you take yourself out of selection for a final? This basically defined Chelsea's season, whether it was going to be a failure or not. You've, part, you've been part of this team for since you were 16 years old, basically the past decade. And regardless of the fallout of how you left the club, end on a high note, win a trophy, at least be, even if you didn't start, at least gives Thomas Tuchel the option. So when a 38-year-old Thiago Silva just pull up in the middle of a match, oh, maybe we have someone to replace him, as opposed to like having to risk it against one of the most um, dangerous front three on the planet. I just I genuinely... I, it blows my mind how no one has bought it. Like, there's not more outrage about this. But like I said, I hope Chelsea find a way to somehow punish him. And I hope his next club see what he's done and he, and he faces some sort of repercussion. Fool. Well put. Very well put. Me and Arif will, me and Arif will take him to Heathrow and we'll get him a ticket. Go to Spain. It's, it just blows... Can, can we imagine if it was uh, one of these players that were in the headline? Just think of it, Yosef. Let's use another name. Could you imagine any other player? Harry Maguire, for example. Harry Maguire does not want to play. But even if it wasn't Harry Maguire, if it was someone else on the show, imagine Lukaku did that. Imagine if Lukaku was like, nah, I'm cool. Exactly. I'm good. I, don't like the, I don't like the way I've been used. I'm not playing. Forget that. Let's use someone in a similar situation. So let's say an Aspilicueta did that or a Rudiger did that. Could you imagine that? Could on, you imagine man. the outrage? Could you imagine the difference in reaction? And te- I guarantee you, it would have got to a point where Real Madrid would have had questioned his mentality or questioned his his uh, professionalism because it's Christensen, that quiet loser. Oh, we'll just let it pass. We have to cut that. I love out. it. But I'm, I'm no, I'll cut it out. I love it. I'm, I'm just fuming. As as a professional athlete, you you don't just show your physical capabilities. Your mentality shows a lot as well. Like we said, we will always defend athletes when they deserve to be defended. But as a, as a footballer, as a centre-back, particularly a position where you're meant to be commanding, you're meant to be a leader of men, you're meant to, be, you're meant to lead the team from the back, you're meant to bring that clarity. And then he's doing it in the morning of an FA Cup final. He just, he decides, I don't want to play for whatever reason. Oh yeah, because I've got a new club lined up. Hearing you, the anger in your voices, it's funny to me. It's... it's, it's... Sorry, sorry to say, but that's crazy. If you did that, even if you did that in like a league game, it still deserves outrage. But in a cup yeah. final that we've lost two in a row, morning of, 
Yeah. And like you said, it's his last big game. Yeah. No, I don't want to play. It's interesting though. I want to see, like, because I feel like this happens more than we think. I think the thing that is unique about this time is, is the fact that Chelsea must have clearly said now is uh, they said, oh, he's not injured. I think normally what happens is, because I think, uh, let's say as Arsenal fans, there's always a joke about... No, no, if I, you look, I if, think... You're, sorry to cut you off, but I feel like this is almost going to be a way to cut Christensen slack. Christensen some slack. Can you think of a situation regarding any other football club in the past where a player has done such uh, something like this? I was thinking about it. No, no, so I think this is unique because it's FA Cup final, but I remember this, like loads of players did this in COVID. When you know when the season restarted again, and uh, because they are free agents, I know let's say Ryan Fraser at Bournemouth, he just said he weren't going to play for them for the rest of the season because he's like, I'm not staying. That's I so different. Do. Bro. They got relegated. So different. They got relegated from the Prem that season. On the final day, they got relegated. Yeah. If he was one of their star players the season yeah. before, second highest in assists, only behind Hazard, I think that year, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so you got so stuff like that where you question. So I, I do remember that situation. I remember how Eddie Howe was outraged. And I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Christensen needs to face some sort of repercussion, either from Chelsea or someone that is because that person that is a that reflects upon your professionalism. Hmm. So I, I just think if you're at Barcelona, how are you looking at him after that? Exactly. Like, I'm not looking at him like, oh nice, this is the guy I want, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, like, they can see it in two ways. They either question his professionalism. Or, or they told him to sit up. Yeah, that's 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 the point. What's the what's the what's the story people say, you know, if 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 someone uh cheats on their partner for you, you gotta you gotta, yeah, be, you gotta, you gotta worry about whether they'll cheat on you with someone else. You know, in a few years' time, when Voss has got a big game. Maybe you see this again, but I, I just honestly I think this happens quite a lot. Maybe not in the cup final, but I feel like I remember like like Arsenal fans used to always be a bit suspicious at the number of uh, times Urzel missed a match due to illness, and you used to always think, was that really due to illness? Now since I don't know, I'm not going to speculate because he was an amazing footballer and obviously he's he's had way more good than bad. So. Yeah. We're going to focus on, on this guy that you called a, a loser. And, uh, right. is, but do you think this happens? Do you think this ha- this is more common than we think? I players just sitting out? Yeah. I don't know about cup finals, but I would imagine there's games or players yeah. like, I'm not up for it. Yeah. But I think that's the whole, like, don't get me wrong, again, it shouldn't, you, you shouldn't just sit out of a game. Yeah. yeah. But it's your last final with the club. That you've been at since the age of 16, by the way. Yeah. It's just, it's just send off. Yeah. Like I said earlier, on this podcast, we will defend players. We will defend what they wear. We'll defend what they want to do with their money. We'll defend any interest they have outside of the sport because they have a right to do so. But that being said, you have a right to do your duty as a footballer. You are still under contract with Chelsea Football Club until the end of the season. Regardless of whether you played or not, uh, if you are fit, you have to be willing to put yourself up for selection. And the fact that he didn't do that, that's just a reflection of how much of a poor athlete he is and a poor professional he is. I and think, yeah, I, I get that. And 
you know, just think the articles I'm reading, it says he's, he's, he's this, throughout the season he's battled minor, minor injuries and illnesses, so that's probably why they don't want to play, they don't want to risk it. So, but this naturally leads to the question of next season, we have this unique scenario of we have a World Cup in the middle of the season. Do you think we'll see, you know, when it gets to October, a few of the big players maybe start, because let's be real, by that point, how many games are going to be playing in the league? Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be quite early in the season it's going to be yeah. before halfway do you think you'll start seeing players say can I can I sit this one out because I don't want to get injured yeah I could see a lot of players sitting out <laughs> yeah I could see it but I think that's still more understandable than what he did yeah it's, it's not like you've got the entire summer as well yeah, it's, no, not, okay, forget okay. That. it's not like he's going to have to go to Barcelona in a week and start playing straight away anyway I don't think he's even good enough to be playing for Barcelona regardless so We'll hey, Eric, Eric Garcia gets game time. He's better than Eric Garcia. I don't know. Uh, you, yeah, Barcelona fans will learn quite quickly. Uh, Christensen doesn't have the minerals. But anyway, that's, that's my thoughts on the whole Christian situation. Now, for this segment, we do a little thing we like to call What You Mean By That? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Now, this is a segment where we look at things in sport and sports media that certain undertones a little suspicious yeah bit, bit dodgy you know, kind, of, kind of sketchy yeah sketchy you know something that makes you look at him want to go what do you mean by that what do you mean by that yeah and uh, this week you know you know like, as we touched in the previous segment it is the FA Cup final and something that happened so initially before the uh, match began and Arthur's and the players were collecting their medals so as Liverpool fans and they so they booed the national anthem when it played, and then afterwards they booed Prince William. And you know, firstly, because that's not the I want to say that is not the what you mean by that. But <laughs> good clear. Yeah, I want to I want to make it very clear. But uh, I wanted to know what you guys thought about that. Like what you thought about uh, the just fans just you know I guess booing for political reasons, saying they don't associate with the anthem and. They don't like royalty and... Uh, I think fans have every right to be an anthem. I, I've got no qualms with that at all. No land of the free. We do whatever we want, so... That's true. Yeah, no, but for real. I mean, if you're not... Because like, a monarchy still... It's, yeah. The, 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 I don't know, I'm not going to get into I'm not British, but... Yeah, yeah no, no, I totally understand the movie. Yeah, not to get into anything political, but just earlier this week, we saw the Queen's speech given by Prince Charles... Talking about hungry kids while he sits on a golden throne. Yeah, so. You know, I could kind of understand why people aren't so pro monarchy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But I mean, this is the. But so, you know, you can, whether you agree with it or not, I guess the point we're saying is they're allowed to do it. They should be yeah. allowed to do it. There's, uh, you know, we, we, you know, idea of freedom of speech. But maybe let's look at what. The reaction was same because you know you had on everyone's favorite newspaper, the the Daily Mail, where uh, uh, spoke about you know the anger of it and you know the shameful abuse. You know you have words like that being used, and you know I think there was a an, a, an MP that that wanted uh, sh- you know strictest possible action resolved, and like they wanted the fans to be punished for it, and. You know, if I, uh, you know, if I remember correctly, a lot of Tory MPs were saying that 
the fans had the right to boo, to boo players who took the knee. So, yeah. you know, we got a few, it's so fair game, game, exactly. Really, yeah, exactly. I think every time something like this happens, what it really means is you're allowed to boo things I agree with and you're not allowed to boo things I don't agree with. Yeah, exactly. So if, to me, if you boo the knee, I'm going to look at you like, oh, like, what's wrong with you? This, yeah. like, you know what I mean? But to somebody else, when you boo the prince, they're going to look at you the same way. It's just no one, people just, people just want to be right. People just want what they believe in to be right. And yeah. it goes both ways. I'm not, personally, if you boo the, the knee, I'm not going to look at you and think nice things about you, but you probably also don't care. So, so let's just um, try think of the rationale. So the reason why people were booing the knee, they said they weren't booing it because of they were anti-Black Lives Matter, but they were against the movement. So then let's use that same reasoning for the anthem. I'm not anti-England, but I don't like what the monarchy stands for. I don't like the history of imperialism. That's why I'm booing. So how's that any different? I think if that's the reason you want to boo the anthem, you have 100% right to do so. And just, you don't think that's weird because like, the whole thing is like, let's keep politics out of sports. Yeah. And then they're showing a prince at a game and he's handing a trophy out. Yeah, he's the head, he's the president of the FA, I yeah. think. But I thought we'd leave politics out of sports. Yeah, in Britain, it's a bit different from the monarchy. I think this ties again and again to people who say things like this is they have an idea of what is political and what isn't. Yeah. So these people will say free speech, they'll, they'll say, oh, we need more free speech. They'll attack people, you know, the, the, you know, the woke left or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, they will... Uh, and then when, when people say stuff that they don't like, they, they point mm. and say, you're not allowed to say that. You know, you, you know, you, you can boo people it's that like, I don't like. It's just that you can't boo this person that I like. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. This isn't new either. This has been going on since the 80s. They, people boo the, the monarchy. People boo the anthem. Like, this is not a new thing. Mm. So yeah. for someone to be all, oh, the FA needs to look into this and, like, and do what? Yeah. I mean, I want to actually say the quote from uh, someone I've got up here. It's Conservative MP and former Culture Secretary Karen Bradley. Uh, and she said, it is utterly unacceptable and disgraceful that fans booed Prince William. I would urge the FA to take all necessary action and pursue those responsible. Which Ridiculous. I've, I've never heard that same sentiment for, I don't know, like racist chants or fans booing players. I've, I've never heard of that sentiment. But when it comes to the Prince, there's... It yeah, they're like, quiet about that. Yeah, That's exactly. the point. It's just, yeah. you know, I think realistically, they love... Tory MPs were, like I said, they were, they were going war to the players. You had Boris Johnson, you had uh, Priti Patel saying players shouldn't take the knee and the fans had the right to boo players taking the knee. And it's, I just, I've always just hate, it's like, because we always know what they mean when they say things like oh, free speech and yeah. or keep politics out of sport because, you know, they're not keeping sport out of politics. That's all I'm saying. Because yeah, they'll yeah. use it, they use it all along. I mean, I'm curious, just like, Obviously, it's a different implication because obviously, how much uh, Colin Kaepernick got in America in the first place when yeah. he first uh, took the knee and they said, I was a scrape for the anthem. I mean, do you think in the first place any team would boo the national anthem if it was. No, I don't think you'd boo the national anthem. Um, I think if you go to a sports game and they. Donald Trump's there, George Bush is there. If you go to a certain place and Barack Obama's there, Joe Biden's there, 1000% think it. 
the crowd or a portion of the crowd will boo them. Um, again, I don't know if you'd boo the national anthem, but I mean, yeah, he, he kneeled during the people, there's players who don't come out during the national anthem, but I, I don't know if the crowd would boo it, but I do think that like a political leader or someone, you know, in office, a mayor, uh, a governor, things of that nature would definitely get booed by the crowd and sometimes they deserve to get booed. Yeah, I think to be honest, the American national anthem as well is there's different connotations of British national anthem. You have an anthem that's made in uh, like independence and stuff. Yeah, it's, the whole it's, thing. it's ideals that you can get behind a lot more than the anthem that's made under empire. If you go long enough into the anthem, there's literally a whole verse where they're talking about killing Scots. There's, so, there's a part of the national anthem that's pretty pretty racist, but it's not sung. It's like. People don't even know that there's that verse in the national anthem. Yeah, exactly. But the part you do sing is just basically about like, oh, it's great to be independent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we we of agree that you know the, the fans have. I mean, if you're gonna allow boo booing the knee, you're gonna have to allow booing in this case. So 100%. they have a they have a right. Is it? It's their free speech. Exactly. So sorry to interrupt, but earlier was it earlier this year where um, England fans were booing opposing fans' national anthem during an international game. <laughs> That's yeah. wrong, in my opinion. That's wrong. To boo an opposing country's yeah. national anthem, I think that's wrong. Yeah, but I'm just saying the same energy went shown towards England. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, but I wanted to then touch on another story in terms of with the free speech. And it's interesting when we go to uh, what's going on in uh, France, where, I mean, we spoke about a player missing a game for, in the previous segment, but this is for completely different reasons, where... There are reports going on in France that Adrisha Gay missed a PSG game this weekend because uh, he refused to wear the rainbow flag on his kit because they had that uh, for uh, LGBTQ plus awareness. And I want I'm just curious to see what you get, what your guys' opinions are of uh, him refusing to play and things like that. I think he went about it in the wrong way, regardless of his personal views on the LGBT um, movement. I, d I don't what he did uh, to not to not to not to in the same way Christensen removed himself from selection. Um, it clearly shows an anti stance and puts more of a spotlight on him. So he potentially might not even play, so he wouldn't have had to, it may not have been an issue, but the fact that you, it, it kind of takes away what the, uh, what the rainbow numbers were attempting to do. It kind of diminished it, because it, now it's, we're speaking about him, as opposed to what he was supposed to achieve. I think the way free speech works, if he doesn't want to play, because he doesn't want to wear a rainbow on him, he doesn't have to play. I don't think, I think it's like we just said, like free speech isn't just when it applies to things you like. If he's, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to say you should be homophobic or I, I don't know his reasons. I don't know if it's, I don't know, one, I don't know if it's confirmed that's why he didn't play. And two, yeah. I don't know his reasons for not wanting to, to wear that if it's like a religious thing or whatever. But I just feel like I, like, I kind of get what Arab is saying and it's messed up. It's like against, so it's, it comes off as homophobic or anti-LGBTQ, but I mean, if that's the stance he wants to take, I think if that's the stance he wants to take, he did that, and now you have to deal with whatever repercussions come from it. That's so now right. if you're viewed as a homophobic person and maybe PSG doesn't want you and other clubs don't want you because that's what you show, that's on you. But if that's the stance you want to take, same thing with Christensen. If you don't want to play, 
cool. Now the fan base is whatever. Yes. Just re- like causes have effects. So that's it. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't agree with what he did, but I also don't know if that like why he did it. But yeah, if that's I, what you want to do, hey, free speech, right? Yeah, I, th- I think you gave the perfect uh, answer in regards to. You, you can do what you want, but you have to face the repercussions of your actions in regards to it. Yeah, you know, it's freedom, freedom of speech, not freedom of, uh, of consequence. You exactly. Know? That's it. Exactly. And, uh, but, you know, there's even still you've got to look at questions of, you know, PSG doing something like this in the, in the, in the first place when you look at who they're owned by and the links. So, you know, we... Earlier on in the year, I think can one you of buy the, those kids? The LGBT ones. I'm curious. I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure. But uh, I'm just, like, but the um, owner of PSG, we we're aware that has, you know, he's part of Qatari Sports Investment. He has uh, links to, you know, the Qatari government, and the, they're sponsored by I think the Qatari Tourist Board. And when for the World Cup in Qatar, I think one of the organizers said that it wouldn't be safe to have LGBT uh, flags, to bring LGBT flags into the stadium and encourage people not to. So then mm-hmm. it feels like the, the statement in, in, as a whole feels kind of hollow if, because you, I feel it's, like they're doing it for, to sort of appear. Yeah, so. but with all these quote unquote new super clubs, you can always. Uh, question their motives and relay it back to their owners just like with Newcastle how they're putting so much money into the community of Newcastle and trying to reinvigorate the area and probably people from Newcastle love them right now but then they're doing war crimes in other places so yes it's really hard to take a moral stance in regards to ownership and their actions as a club yeah well to clear it up I do think I don't know if this is a PSG thing. I think it's a League One thing. I don't. Uh, I don't think it's just a PSG thing. I think in May, all the clubs um do it. But regardless, still, it just I don't know stuff like that. Because now I think it's even like less year you mean when the whole league is saying we're gonna do it. Because then the club's not gonna be oh we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So I mean again I don't agree with his stance. And I think his stance is probably dangerous and hurtful to a lot of like. Um, PSG fans who might be gay, gay or trans or bi or have family that is or just are part of that movement mm-hmm. um, but yeah like I said freedom of choice but not yeah. freedom of consequence but I think this is where uh, because with the, because really, like you said earlier it is just reports and we, we don't know what I think he didn't play this. I think he didn't play last year when they did the same thing oh yeah they said two <laughs> years in a row <laughs> Hey, hey, it adds up, it adds up. But, uh, I mean, first, I, I mean, I, I expect PSG to come out and deny this. Yeah. I feel like yeah. you can't, you can't uh, have, you can't admit that a player missed because of this. I think firstly, because it just speculates a debate about, you know, all of this. And when in reality, there's, there's people's lives yeah, exactly. here that are in the forefront. And that's the thing I hate when all this, like comment sections of all the reports yeah. And people firstly say, oh, what's the point and what's the big deal when in reality it's, you know, it's like these are people's lives, man. People want to see representation because, you know, when I, like, I, I, I went to an LGBT football club and pretty much every story I heard, there was players who left football because 
they couldn't feel like they could play football mm. while being LGBT and then only came back to it later in life because football is not a safe place for LGBT people. So that is why they're doing it. And that should always be at the forefront of every discussion of this. But I guess, if guess, I mean, I, I want to, I mean, I want to figure out what you mean by who we're asking. Yeah. Maybe we're going to, I'm going to first point it towards for the first segment to uh, Karen uh, Bradley Absolutely. and, uh, you know, just the Tory MPs that have condemned it. And then second segment, I don't, I don't want to censor on Adrisha Gay because that was the point. Maybe I the fans and the... It goes out to anyone who's anti-free speech or anyone who's criticizing someone for free speech. Yeah. This is interesting. Yeah, so the, everyone doing that, like so Karen Bradley, the, yeah. the Tory MPs, the, you know, this, also I just want to say, to all the people in the comment sections that then use it as an excuse to be homophobic around yeah. the Adrisha mm-hmm. Gay thing, I want to say to all of you, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Yeah, so that's it for today. Uh, yeah, we're, we're sort of football centric due to the uh, FA Cup final, and uh, but it was, it was still an important episode nonetheless, and one that touched on many issues. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Always. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and uh, I hope you guys have a good week. And you. Hope the listeners enjoyed it as well. Yeah, and we hope you guys out there also have a good week. We'll see you next time.